Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's V, the Grill Economist. It's V for Velas. Velas is here with us. You can catch him over at the Rogue News Discord as well as roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on every single podcasting app known to humanity. We're everywhere you want us to be, plus a bag of chips. And with that being said, CJ Velas, good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys? Good morning, guys. How's it going? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, indeed, man. We have, we have sunshine in the Midwest, and I'll take it. Ah, oh, yes. So, uh, fellas, the the COVID, COVID is officially, <laughs> it's officially over now, man. It's officially over. It's it's officially over, but like uh, corporate policy everywhere in large corporations, not everyone has gotten the memo because Correct. I was watching, somebody sent me a clip the other day of, of, of news readers, and that's what they are. And they're reading what they're told to say, but I almost felt like they're looking to their left and their right going... Are we still supposed to be talking about this, or are we supposed to shift now that it's the environment we're supposed to be focused on? Are we still talking climate change? <laughs> are we okay to talk about Prince Andrew now? Is that okay? We, exactly. Oh, wait, exactly. no, no. We're still okay. So Fauci's still God, and we have to keep talking about the shot. <laughs> I am science. Fellas, I am science, and it's no question that the problem is people questioning me is they're arguing with science. Yeah, I, I want to stand in front of all of the, the uh, media lords of order, and I know they give less. Velas, we lost your audio, buddy. Velas, come in, Velas. Did they take him out? Velas, are you there? Testing one, two, three, Velas. Velas, have you been SWAT teamed? Velas? Let me send him a text, let him know, because he could be talking and not realizing that we can't hear him and he can't hear us. Velas, come in, Velas. Okay, yep, I just sent him a text. Yeah, he'll be he'll bounce right back in. But yeah, that's pretty interesting, you know, Boris announcing. Ended all UK mandates, so everything and Israel's trashing the green pass as well. Their vaccine passport—it's over, dude. You know, I, I remember there was a certain hairy gorilla back in late November that talked about this thing wrapping up by spring 2022. I wonder who that was, Siege. Who was that, V? I have no idea. That? I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, was that UV? Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> And dude, the markets, man. My theory of a major spring sell-off—it's—it's—it's—it's it, it's, it's, it's coming true. It's unbelievable. Well, yeah. I mean, I, you know, the—it's interesting. You know, the Fed will put out some messaging like, "Hey, we're 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 going to begin to taper. We're going to do all these things." But yet, they're still flooding the market with with dollars, right? Because they understand yeah. that if they don't what'll happen to the, to the, to the system. Mm -hmm. But I, I completely agree. I think that they're, they're trying to, um, a massive pivot in part because 
reality has set in and people are seeing what's happening and, and, and more and more people are questioning it. Like I was watching, uh, can't, I can't remember what program and there were like five or six panelists and every one of them were like, yeah, I was double jabbed. I got the boost and I still got COVID after all of that. So what's the point? What, what's the purpose here? And, and I think as you're hearing more and more stories like that, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't contain it. And also be, if you think about the, the millions, right? The millions who got the jab, I'm beginning to wonder, are they like, hey, you know, in, in 50 years, there's got to be some people still alive because, you know, the young guy, the young guys that get, they're not going to be able to reproduce, neither are the females. So it's <laughs> unbelievable, man. Mission, mission accomplished. Yeah. They made their profits and they got their, um, you know, they got their, their, um, what's going to call it? Their, their depopulation all at the same time. You know, it's a win-win, but you know, small so some middle managers' heads will roll, and I could possibly see me, me being Doctor Science himself, uh, possibly taking an early retirement. CJ, an early retirement. <laughs> I think uh, Fauci's writing his own, his own uh, uh, request for the Nobel Peace Prize for all his efforts with COVID. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, fellas is back. He's joining. All right, right cool. Now. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm back. He is back. He's back. I am, I am so sorry. I don't know what the crap happened. My system locked up. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure, man. It's very, that's, that's embarrassing as an IT person that my system locked up. Mm. I should open a trouble ticket on myself. Okay, so yeah. what were you what were you talking about before I came back? Oh, we're talking about the Fouch. We're talking about uh you know, all of a sudden this thing's wrapped up and a certain Harry Simeon back in uh, late November making a comment about this thing being wrapped up by September, uh, by spring of 2022. And uh, it's uh, looking that way, my friend. It's looking that way. Well, well, I'm just talking about the Fouch. Possibly, maybe, could be that I, being Mr. Science himself, will possibly take an early retirement, fellas. Yeah, it's... Uh... He's he certainly earned it and and should go. I think uh, I think you've covered it on some comments you've made uh, v of late, and I, I had a small notation here about the same thing. Um, folks, major corporations can get away with stuff until other major corporations are negatively impacted by what they're doing. And I'm not saying that this is the end all be all about what's happening. However, um, big pharma cannot endanger the insurance industry any more than the insurance industry can endanger the petrochemical industry. Right. So the media can spin stuff all they want, but when insurance companies are at risk and they start dropping coverage out of fear of lawsuits or their costs are about to go up, you're going to see things change. Yep. And it's most definitely a contributing factor uh, in the pharma pullback we've been seeing among other things. And, you know, I mentioned this uh, on a prior show once that, you know, in my line of work, I use insurance industry websites who are clearing houses on certain kinds of information that I need, depending on who my clients are. And the insurance industry doesn't have time for spin uh, or lying. I had folks I knew in the defense space that said, well, how can that be any better than the, the, you know, the consulting firms and stuff we use for information where we're paying them a lot of money. And I said, "And, and those folks are very good. And we're getting what we pay for. But my comment was, as I said, the insurance industry needs actionable information immediately. Lloyd's of London doesn't want to hear about your philosophy and, and your thoughts on social fairness. 
They want to know whether or not to insure a ship that's sailing down the east coast of Africa near Somalia or whether or not they're going to get through the Straits of Hormuz in one piece. Well, if they, so, if they have the rainbow flag flying on that ship, Velas, it makes them impervious to pirate, pirate attack. I don't know if you knew that. It does. It does. So the other thing, everybody, is, is, is I know it's a, a common theme with me, but remember, um, this is a distance race. It's not a sprint. So, yes, they're backing off of the COOF topic and the shots, uh, but now they're going full bore into global warming again as part of the digital economy. And I was rather uh, surprised recently. There was a story that came out off the Reuters news service of all things saying um, there's no truth to the rumor that the Great Reset is going to change the global economy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing that, that struck me these last few weeks is we've obviously seen how well alternative news networks were able to effectively get the truth out regarding the coup. And uh, in the war we are in, uh, do not doubt for one minute that um, they will adapt and change how they try and suppress that truth, especially now that we're moving into the next, the next phase of this. So we have to remain uh, vigilant. And I mean, I'm joking, but I'm serious. You know, here at Rogue, we're broadcasting from a log cabin somewhere in the mountains uh, as, as we make sure that we've got our alternative network set up. Now, unlike what happened to a lot of people like, like Polly St. George over at the Amazing Polly, uh, when they all got hammered by YouTube, they weren't entirely anticipating such a, such a move against so many alternative broadcasters. So as many of them moved over to BitChute and other, other places, it took them a while to get reestablished. We're thanks to the Rogue News website and other assets we've got. We can we can recover from this fairly quickly. But as I was sharing with with V and CJ, I've caught a number of comments from many of you on the Discord channel about the fact that you're finding a number of different messenger services are not letting you send yeah. certain websites, including ours. You know the RogueNews.com website. Um, so if you are trying to alert somebody how to find us, I mean, you're just going to have to say Rogue News and then, you know, in text, say add the dot com, et cetera. Um, the other thing is, is um, some new detail recently came out about the uh, Las Vegas shooting a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I posted a documentary piece on Sunday, the 16th on the hashtag Bellis uh, piece of Discord. Um, the documentary brought up a couple of interesting points I hadn't heard before, and you know they have to be double checked and so on. But but one of the items that was in there was is that George Soros had bought options to short the MGM Entertainment stock a few weeks prior to that event. Um, yeah. The other thing is is that in her documentary, it was a, a woman a documentary filmmaker. She had film of helicopters circling the site, but they did not have their FAA lights on. And she was able to get copies of the uh, FAA flight records, the actual, like if you're looking at a computer screen and it shows various planes taking off at the airport and it's got the little identifying codes on there of of whose flight that was, what airline it was, et cetera. Uh, These helicopters all turn their transponders off, Mm. which you may recall on 9-11 is what the the, uh, attackers did with the uh, commercial airline flights. So lights off, transponders off, and then the firm from whom those helicopters came, it was kind of a tourism slash, if you're filming a movie, our helicopters can do aerial filming and what have you. Uh, as you might imagine, it, it shortly went out of business right after those events took place. So, and she also had a lot of different angles of people who, who uh, filmed the events of that day, either on their cell phones or, or other devices, 
which none of which I'd seen in the media before, even on YouTube. And I was definitely taken by, I mean, as somebody who's been to the gun range, but also has dealt with military testing weapons and stuff, you can tell if somebody is firing two and three shot bursts from a semi-automatic right. rifle. Right. Absolutely. And that, that fire was, was completely different. And yes. there was also a diversity of shell casings that were found, um, which, which adds to multiple shooters. And then they, they, she's got a whole thing in there about, about the, um, not fire alarm system, but the security system in the, in the hotel in Vegas, um, it went down and then back up and then all the door lock keys were reset, you know, shortly before the event started, you know, as though they were trying to gain access to somebody's room, uh, et cetera. So I don't, you know, I know I'd said on a prior show that the rumor mill was saying that that was a, an attempted hit against Mohammed bin Salman, uh, the leader of Saudi Arabia. And that may have been the case. I don't know. But man, that is that is a tremendous amount of fire. It's a uh, lot of firepower. Or just well, one target. I, mean, I don't buy the whole they're going after Mohammed bin Salman in, in the Las Vegas hotel in the jurisdiction of the, in the territorial jurisdiction of the United States. Doesn't make any damn sense. Number one, Ben Salman comes with a very, he comes with a huge entourage of heavily armed security. That's number one. Uh, he knows there are people within the royal family that are gunning for him. He knows that. And he knows right. he has enemies everywhere. So when you look at that fact, it's too messy. And, and if you notice, all the shell casings were all, you know, shooting outside, right? It was shooting at the, at the people. There were no gunfire. Or, or shell casings in hotel rooms or anything like that. It was, everything was from the, from the hotel to the outside perimeter where people were gathered. That's what it looks like. Uh, well, her, her uh, film clips she has, you can yeah. see fire coming from these helicopters. Oh, now, get out of here. Wow. Right. So we, you know, again, not to overanalyze this, but we have to ask the question, if the intention was to create a mass casualty event, well, with that many assets firing into such a large group of people who are panicking and running, you could have taken out a lot more people. And she's got various graphics she shows. And again, you know, I, I've said this before, trust but verify, do your own research, et cetera. But you can see a very narrow group of woundings and things and people who were killed as though somewhere in that area is, is where the line of fire was intended. But again, you know, more detail will come out as time moves on. I just found it interesting because that event happened a number of years ago, and now we've got additional new detail coming out, which not to go there, but like a lot of things right now that are coming out, it begs the question, um, why, why now? Um, why were efforts to suppress this previously no longer taking place now? You know, th these are the unknowns. Um, speaking of unknowns, uh, I mentioned back in December that uh, a $380 million settlement was reached with the University of Michigan for uh, Nasser's sexual assaults on athletes. That figure this week rose to $490 million. So this would be more. Um, and once again, that's for a 1,000 people who were se sexually assaulted by a single guy. And if you believe that... people. <laughs> if you believe that, uh, V has a bridge for you at a low, low price back in Brooklyn. Um, because the other question I have to ask is, how deep are those non-disclosure agreements? Yeah, exactly. with the University of Michigan, uh, exactly. yet another unknown. Um, the outcome of Ted Cruz's uh, testimony and hearings with the FBI last week has been, wait for it, nothing. Um, it looks like Getter may be dead on arrival. Um, some additional details come out about Getter. Evidently, it's run by a gentleman who's a, a lifelong Democrat, which is 
fine. Uh, but that, <laughs> that that guy also works for Donald. And supposedly Joe Rogan is already saying he wants off, off that platform. So again, we've mentioned it here on Rogue. When folks start coming out of the woodwork and saying, hey, we got this new thing. And are you feeling oppressed? Come over here. Uh, you know, odds are that may be a setup. Um, there's been a lot of chatter on Discord about the following topic, and I mentioned it on a prior show uh, when it comes to the manufacturing industry and building going on here in the United States. And my following comments won't come as a shock. I'm just simply confirming, um, you know, building expansions, manufacturing plant builds or upgrades, the list goes on, uh, continue out there to be delayed one to two years. Um, I had a couple of conversations with folks I used to work with who were former clients of mine, as well as some folks I knew in college who, who are in a variety of different manufacturing kind of areas. Either they themselves need to build stuff or they're with firms who, who make the materials you need. Uh, the net of it is you just can't get building steel uh, and roofing materials. I've got a, a buddy of mine from college joked with me over the holidays that he said, He's trying to get a, an expansion built because literally they're in an industry where the more you produce, the more you make. So they have a definite interest to try to get this building done. And he said, you know, the funny thing is, is he said, I can get as many building doors or large cargo doors I want without any problem because I got a bunch of U.S. manufacturers I can go to. But he's like, I can't get the building built to put them in. And, you know, many of the folks I've spoken to have confirmed as well in, in their various lines of work. They're looking at one, two, three years before they can even start. I don't mean open the building. I mean, before they could even start on the construction. CJ, can you play the uh, Archie Bunker clip? Yeah. I sure can. Thanks, bro. And let me ask you this. Do you think Jimmy is roaming around the White House tonight trying to find a meatloaf to warm himself up on? <laughs> I don't think the Carters eat meatloaf. <laughs> Who the hell are they? They don't eat from Georgia. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. I am so sick of Washington and all its works and all them politicians down there and them congressmen and the congressmen. I'll bet you won't find none of them congressmen turning down their electric blankets tonight. Because if they did, their secretaries would get up and go home. <laughs> oh, readers, the Democrats is doing a whole the Democrat. And you put them in there. <laughs> That's the face you had on you when you come back in the polls. Well, the Democrats' way of running this country is to go tell us all how we ought to make sacrifices. God, they're great on that stuff. But they're all going to have us over the hill to the poorhouse. We ain't going to be able to drive over there because we ain't got no gas, so we're going to have to walk it. Oh, the Reader's Digest says walking is very good for you. Oh, ain't that lovely? The Reader's Digest can always put a little joy into poverty. Listen, my whole point here. My whole point is this whole thing with the energy and everything. This is all a conspiracy. No, you know that is a conspiracy there. Listen, for years, all our lives, they've been telling us to go out and buy stuff that use energy. You know, all the electrical stuff. They got electric toasters, electric ovens, electric stove, 
Electric stereo, electric TV, electric race, electric hair blow, electric knives, electric every damn thing. Not to mention the cars. And now, after all the big corporations there make the billions and billions of dollars worth of profits, signals, wham, they're changed. And they're telling us for years that we can't live without this junk. Now they tell us that we gotta live without it. The country is going straight into the dumper. <laughs> That's all. Uh, and that was the 1970s. <laughs> wow. Wow. His comment about electric cars, I mean, at the at the time, that was that was still kind of in the lab. Yeah. Um but I mean, you know, Tesla and everything these days, but God, I, I came across that clip and I thought, uh, nothing has changed. No, um, it's brilliant. Ryan Dawson over at the uh, Anton Neocon website, he's got another uh, wall chart that's available. This one covers the outbreak of anthrax uh, during 9-11. Uh, if you remember that memory hold item. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, uh, it's about 50 bucks, including shipping, depending on your US state or the country you're in. Um, and that's... Um, because I'm not sending this via text message, you all can get this, uh, www.ancreport.com. Uh, would remind you that our friend Ryan is banned on nearly every platform on this planet, except for his own website and bit shoot. Um, but he's also the guy who produced the wall charts on Jeff Epstein and the Biden crime family, both of which uh, I own or, and are, are quite, quite good, actually. They're, they're very, very good. Um, Thanks to Mike Moore for the following. Um, some of you may have seen this in the news. Dr. Merrill Nass um, had been speaking out for quite some time. Again, it's the Kof, the Kof. Uh, she's a medical doctor. Uh, she has recently been told by her medical board chapter that she must submit to a psychological examination for her views. I'm not joking. Uh, they wanna revoke her medical license and evaluate her for mental illness because of her statements about the coof. Uh, the other part of this is, is the American Medical Association and her chapter is saying she must accept the psychologist they want to use without her being allowed any input. And I would seriously, I'm sure she is, I would seriously lawyer up on that because I've dealt with court-ordered psychologists in my own life. You have rights. And she's not the only one out there who's dealing with this. But back to what I was talking about last week, um, Dr. Malone, is just out there on Joe Rogan with no retribution by the AMA and others. Yeah. Why? Now, not saying Malone is saying things that are untrue. The narrative that's kind of out there is, is that some of what Malone is saying is untrue and or goes back to what I said last week. What's the image they're trying to present? <clears throat> the policies were sound. It's just Fauci's a bad communicator. And so um, Malone is out there in the public eye. And he's been doing a lot of interviews. He's been appearing on a lot of a lot of shows. But yet, to my knowledge, the American Medical Association is not coming after him. Now, Malone has ties to the Department of Defense. That's in the public domain. Yeah, could, could be the Nationalists protecting that, and or uh, you know, Malone is going with the angle that this was an accident. Mm. And the minute I heard that, I have to tell you, you know, when I worked in Washington, the the, the comment that was often made by a lot of people advising agencies was, is it's always easier to tell the public a federal agency is incompetent. The public can go with that. The public already believes it. But the last thing you ever want to tell the public is, is that whatever occurred, whatever it might be, was intentional. And the other thing is Malone is very well aware because he was reviewing some of the proposals that the same labs from which supposedly this may have leaked 
we're also trying to weaponize MERS. We've talked about MERS before here on the show. Um, switching gears a bit, last July, I talked about on the program, various shipwrecks can represent almost national treasury level opportunity for governments around the world. Um, you know, why overthrow Bolivia to get a hold of its bauxite when you can salvage a single Spanish galleon for the same level of money? Yeah. Um, posted on hashtag Velas, uh, Vanity Fair had a piece about the San Jose recently. That was one of the ships I talked about during that show. Uh, she supposedly has 15 to $20 billion worth of wealth on board. Um, the Vanity Fair piece was talking about some of the, the politics going on because obviously Spain wants that money. Um, but there's a strong belief now uh, that the ship has already been plundered. So piracy is alive and well, and that's a, a prop out to, to uh, Balazs guy. Um, Another kind of thought piece is, remember everybody, my comments about Roger Bannister's ability to break the four minute mile in the, the science fiction TV show called Space Above and Beyond and the concept out of that show about quote unquote, what if, uh, by entering that idea into the minds of, of automated machines that they, they went insane. You can break this narrative they keep trying to push on us and you can remain a free individual. Um, and you have to keep in mind kind of Bannister's ability to overcome the mental barrier about the four minute mile and, and similar. So the main piece of today's show, and I've been talking about this for a while, is, is I wanted to delve a bit into um, the pedophile and, and hebophile uh, topic yeah. with more than kind of a bullet point like I've had in the past. And you know, I've got some high level takeaways here. And again, this is kind of the primer of the primer of this topic, but I did want to finally get into this. Um, you know, Gus Demos back in early 2021, he, he made a comment and it's always stuck with me, a very prophetic comment where he said, you know, quote, quote, they are gonna to have to normalize pedophilia because they have to remove any form of major social barrier when it comes to morality. And we're gonna get back to that in a second. Now, historically practices like this have existed as far back as the ancient world. And in the contemporary situation we find ourselves in, there's several factors at play. We have global transportation making movement of individuals much easier. Uh, there's extensive methods to hide this activity, uh, use of the dark web, um, and also, you know, a lot of folks out there just have a mental barrier on this topic. To them, it's an isolated event. It's not as widespread. Uh, uh, noting the article out of The Atlantic by Steve Jobs' widow, uh, who knew Gislaine very well. That was a topic on another show. Um, the other thing, too, is there's kind of a personal angle for this, for me on this topic, because when I was in graduate school, um, I wrote a number of papers about specific human rights violations in South America and the Middle East. And one of the bigger papers I, I uh, produced for that program was I had a paper that covered the use of torture of children by Saddam Hussein's regime as a method of state terror. And Iraq under Hussein was not the only country that, that did this. Uh, there were actions like this similar taking place in South America back in the 70s and the, and the 1980s. Um, this also included the sale or the transport of the children or teenagers of state enemies into these networks. So the takeaway is, is you cannot move that many people in, into pedophile or similar networks if those networks themselves are not um, extensive. And many have tried to kind of tackle this topic from a number of different angles. And the normal questions range is, is this a product of moral decay, lack of spiritual or religious foundations in society, a spiritual evil involved, the list goes on. And again, I've got, to, I've got to turn to Patrick Ryan because his summary of it, I felt probably the, the most uh, succinct and, and makes a lot of sense. 
His narrative on this was loosely put, all organized societies decay and break down over time. And no matter how advanced they are, there's always some form of societal contract where the challenges society faces are deflected by various forms of sacrifice. Now, those sacrifices can include everything by free labor, by citizens for the common good, to taxation, to ripping somebody's heart out of the top of a temple. And when organized society starts breaking down, two things tend to happen. Uh, the value of human life drops and the need for greater sacrifices occurs. Now, from Patrick's viewpoint, in the ultimate end state, after every option of sacrifice has been exhausted, um, without, quote unquote, things getting back to the way they were in the golden age, unquote, the ultimate sacrifice becomes you have to kill a god. And there are actually many examples of that in the ancient world. And from the Judeo-Christian experience, we have the crucifixion, at which point society kind of resets itself. Um, the theories, if you will, are important because they can lead us to corrective actions. Um, but at the same time, you, the problem with the theoretical view is, is you don't want to avoid internalizing the massive human cost of what's involved. This is also the reason why with some of the folks I used to work with in, in human rights work, they do, they do tend to burn out. Um, it's, it's something that you can only do for, for a while, no matter how much you're trying to kind of emotionally separate yourself from, from the topic. So as far as corrective actions, what can be done about it? Well, education is a big one. Um, and there's many forms of education, both uh, conveying information to others, as well as making yourself aware, not necessarily you know, reading up on it like, like you would some topic in school, but just being aware of how extensive this is and who's involved in it. But equally to avoid the carefully crafted media illusions that I was talking about a moment ago, that, that well, this is just a person with a mental problem, or these are not large scale networks, et cetera. And finding trusted sources can be a challenge. Um, now, the last few years, there have been a number of excellent books that have been written on it without you know, getting too dark. Uh, again, Polly, over at the Amazing Polly on BitChute, she's done a number of very good uh, pieces, including the work she did on the Finders, um, which has since turned out to have some uh, US intelligence connections, or for that matter, actually, Five Eyes intelligence connections. From the perspective of combating it, um, you know, whether you want to step into that fight is, is your own personal call. Uh, you certainly can contribute funding uh, to groups that, that help people impacted by this. But again, the caution has to be raised that you have groups out there that, that claim they're helping those affected by these things, when in fact, those groups themselves are run by people who are, are uh, pedophiles or hebophiles. Um, one good resource I can recommend uh, from, from just kind of a reading up uh, perspective there's a, I use the word loosely, activist. Um, he was a gentleman that was on Patrick Bet David's Valuetainment Network uh, on YouTube. Uh, the guy's name is Nick McKinley. Uh, he's a former CIA agent. Yes, I know it's a CIA, but he's a former CIA agent, and he runs a group called the Deliver Fund. And his interview on Valuetainment on YouTube was on March 5th of last year. Is the uh, human trafficking guy? Yeah, and the, the title was Ex-CIA Agent Reveals How to End True human trafficking. Yes, yes. One of, yeah, one of his biggest takeaways about that was, is he's, you know, and it's true of a lot of things. Um, you got to go after the funding. Uh, you have to find the, the funding sources and you have to just completely annihilate them. And uh, it's like a lot of topics we've talked about, like, like EMP protection and similar. I mean, he, he raised a familiar uh, narrative, a familiar reality, which is um, he himself has found opposition or, or people saying we don't want to deal with this. Because it's the age-old problem of if you convey to people 
here's the corrective actions we got to go after the funding networks. It then raises people asking questions, saying, why didn't we do this before? So it just kind of becomes a self-perpetuating problem of no one wants to deal with it because you're going to have to acknowledge how big the problem is. So you just let the problem keep going on and it just keeps getting bigger. Um, where we are as of right now, and back to Gus's comment, uh, certainly a, a theme we've talked about here on, on Rogue a lot. I know Matthew Eric talks about it, he talks about it, CJ talks about it. Um, for the globalists to achieve their aims, they have to reduce the value of human beings. And as I said on, on last week's show, uh, again, from Patrick, um, you know, Patrick's uh, narrative, and he's not alone in this, is, is that right now, if you look at it from like a global economics, global anthropology standpoint, for really powerful people, they just kind of view the entire mass of humanity at this point as um, a commoditized asset, you know, no different than a ton of, a ton of copper coming out of the ground. Right. They no longer recognize the, the individual value of, of the person. So some takeaways about this whole battling the narrative thing, because they will continue to try and try and push this. Um, you know, and I think uh, Gus said it very well. Um, this is a topic that's one of the last ones out there that would unite people regardless of religion or politics. You know, you can get the left, you can get the right, you can get the non-self-identified, you can get anybody of any polit political persuasion. They will all unite on this topic to stop something like this. So it becomes very important just out of, out of the fact that that reality exists, that they've got to stop it or, or destroy it. So on January 10th, USA Today, um, certainly the mouthpiece of intellectual thought, uh, ran a piece uh, darn near on the front page asking us to reconsider that pedophiles are just misunderstood. How unbelievable. Uh, last year, we had the old Dominion professor who wrote a book about changing the use of the terminology around those attracted to children um, versus those who would wish to have sex with them. Uh, that was Professor Alan Walker. Now, they've resigned. Or they called them minor attracted individuals. Yes. Um, disgusting. Even after that dust up on Friday, the 26th of November, uh, it came out that the state of Colorado's Sex Offender Management Board, or SOM, S-O-M-B, voted 10 to 6 to replace sex offender language in the um, legal materials by which you, you uh, sentence <clears throat> individuals and so on. One of their decisions was to no longer call pedophiles pedophiles. Instead, they wish to use the term, quote, adults who commit sexual offenses, unquote. And they want the governor to replace the criminal related terms, uh, justice system involved person. Because you shouldn't uh, cause any negative labeling. Uh, the Australian media in 2021 gave orders to news organizations in Australia that they cannot use the reference word pedophiles anymore because it's unfair to those who are clinically identified as such. Uh, the New York Times and a, a major British publication uh, went where many, many feared to go last year. They're arguing why is it a crime to have uh, private sexualized images of children? Uh, this is when we start getting into Epstein, Ghislaine, Jean-Luc Brunel, and Peter Nygaard, among others. Um, Covert Magazine just, didn't, uh, just showed how extensive and long this activity has been going on inside the CIA. I mentioned this on a prior program uh, about how the Justice Department was investigating CIA agents and then kicked the investigations back to the CIA to manage it internally. 
uh, you know, begging the question, what the hell does that mean? Because the only people, the CIA in prisons are people that FISA judges have sent to foreign countries to be tortured, not their own people. Um, Pulse magazine produced an article last December indicating that there was strong reason to believe that Epstein's blackmail include major corporate leaders of another, a number of key firms, including Disney. Uh, don't forget also, we've mentioned here on Rogue, there, there are rumors that still circulate out there that for at least a few years, Disney in many, many uh, cases is, is essentially involved in money laundering the last few years. Um, so as I'm wrapping up this topic, uh, again, this is just a high level takeaway on this, but, uh, and I know there's going to be some folks upset that I covered this. I understand that. I get it. Um, but as I often say on this show, you can't fight something without knowing what you're fighting and how to fight it. And I know this is a tough topic for a lot of people and it, and it can be fought. Um, you know, the good Lord was kind enough to locate my house just down the road from one of the FBI cyber centers that combats uh, pedophiles in the United States. Now I know it's the FBI and we talk about the FBI often and the problems mm -hmm. that agency has right now. Yep. But at the same time, as I've shared with all of you on the show, I am a member of the FBI's InfraGuard organization, which, which is a public private partnership working with um, protection of U.S. assets. And I know some of the people who are working in that data center. They were colleagues of mine in, in private lives, especially in the, in the IT space. And I've been in the building. I've been down there. Um, and I've seen the equipment they have. I've seen the resources they have. And they've got good stuff. I mean, these, these folks can literally take a shattered hard drive and, and pull data off of it. Uh, they can take nearly destroyed documents and get key data off of it. And the people working there are very committed to what they're doing. And it's you know, my age old thing when I would do assessments for organizations on, on are you healthy enough to attempt you know, some major initiative or what have you. At least for that, that data center doing that work for the FBI, those are highly committed people with the right equipment, and the right leadership. And so you know, I've made comments to friends I know in the area who know what goes on in that building. And I've said, if I ever see them close that building or retask them to something else, I'm like, then I know we've got an even bigger problem. Um, Lastly, uh, again, on a personal level, I've got a, I have a high school classmate of mine, and he's one of many brave people I know in this world, um, probably suffered more horribly in middle school and high school than anybody I've ever seen, just the amount of abuse and crap this, this guy took. Um, and he has become like an avenging angel uh, in this world. He is former FBI. He now works for State Bureau of Investigation uh, west of the Mississippi. I can't get into which U.S. state it is because the um, bureaus of investigation at the state level usually just have a handful of these people. So I'm, I'm not in a position to identify what state he's working in. But I am one of the few people that, that know. I bumped into him a couple of years ago, and he often will post on social media just him with a pair of sunglasses on, and he's, he's driving one of his sports cars, and he's smiling. And a lot of folks had wondered, why does, why does he periodically keep posting these photos? So the comment he made to me was, as he said, every time I post one of these photos, he said, it's a signal to anybody I ever knew in law enforcement. Because he's an investigator for that U.S. state of this type of topic. And he said, every time I post a photo like that, he said, that's a signal that sitting on my passenger seat is all the court evidence I'm about to use in a court case I'm going into that day. So I can go lock another one of these assholes up. So nice. to, that to that individual, I say, I say, stay frosty out there, my friend. Keep stay your on. So in the time we've got, gents, what other, and again, I apologize for the technical issue, folks, we, we encountered today. 
BCJ? Yeah. Um, no, I, I think you've covered a great bit. You know, what I want to delve into is, you know, we know very well, and this is, a, again, a theory that's been postulated by various individuals, that there is, in fact, and I, I think if there's a lot of data points that we could look on anecdotally, where there is a divide uh, between globalists and nationalists within the government. Now, I'm not saying that the nationalists yes. have our best interest and they know what's best for America. I think the nationalists are, are they're both screwed up, okay? But the nationalist is the cleaner, dirtier shirt in the playground, so to speak, right? <laughs> so uh, I think guys like Malone, the fact that Malone was not taken down, the fact he's still alive, the fact that he's talking, the fact that this, the narrative is changing, the fact that uh, Peter McCullough is also out there doing his thing, is the fact that these guys are being protected. I, look, we're either, I, I, you know, what I'm starting to look at, and, and, and I'm talking to a few guys who are in the in, in the hedgy world and whatnot, and, you know, we, you know, I take a look at this. I'm just like, you know, these guys, these globalist guys presented the private equity and the money powers. Hey, look, here's our idea of how we can carve up the world and we'll have our Green New Deal and our great new new reset and all this other stuff. And all we got to do is have a pandemic and batten down the hatches and and lock everything down and and help accelerate this neo-feudalistic future. And that has failed and buckled miserably. It's out of themselves. It's painted them for the tyrants that they are. Uh, it's practically the 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 single defining thing that is going that is destroying the Democrat Party right now is this is COVID itself. And um and I think the nationalists have come forward and said, hey, look, we had a better plan. Now, what does that mean in the future? I'm not exactly sure. I'm not sure exactly to what capacity the nationalists will be working with the multipolar world to make the world a better place. But I think, you know, this is what I'm seeing, Velas. I'm, I'm seeing that there is a, 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 fa- a, a you know, factional fight within government. And I think, uh, you know, I'm still, you know, getting over your show from last Friday. You know, I went back and listened to it a few times. It's, it's and I urge people to do that. There's a lot of juice there to go back and, and squeeze out and listen to. And I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see this picture. And I'm, I'm wondering if you kind of see it your way as well. I do. Um, and it, it goes kind of what I was saying earlier about, um, you know, the insurance companies are not going to tolerate, tolerate losing their, their bacon yes. uh, over big pharma. And we talked last week and, and the week prior about, if you start seeing executives bailing on, on pharmaceutical firms, let me be clear. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to see the CEO leave. That may come later. And those folks have a lot of protections with these, these hiring agreements they have. Yep. I'm talking about vice presidents of operations. I'm talking about, uh, ooh, my O is my personal favorite. Uh, any company where chief legal counsel suddenly leaves. And it's like, well, holy shit, what's coming down the river? Um, and V, I mean, you're, you're far more attuned to the various machinations in the markets than I am. But, but even from my chair and what I'm seeing just these last few days, I don't think this is just profit taking we're seeing with a couple of key firms, whether it's Netflix or others. And it's been said by others who, who know that topic much better than I, and certainly you're one of those people who've said that the market always knows what's coming before everybody else does. Yep. So am I saying Netflix is laundering money? No. But if I found out they were, I wouldn't be shocked based on what just happened the last two days. I know it's like, well, we don't have the subscribers. We need this, that, and the other. Eh. 
there's there's a lot more going on there than than I don't know what it is, but there's a lot more going on there than than meets the eye. And we're certainly seeing big money. Big money does not lose. No, you know it's it's like the line from um, Margin Call that you know I don't know how they're going to do it, but they don't lose money. Everybody else can lose money, but these yeah. people don't lose money. I've seen shit you wouldn't believe, but these people don't lose money. Correct. And big money is all chasing margin right now. One hundred percent. And they know Mike Moore has been very very vocal about this the last week, really about data he's going to be revealing on his on his hotwire program but just the stuff he's he's broadcasting off his normal program about um you can see something's coming you know why is pfizer unloading sales reps why is pfizer battening down the hatches you know and you know and when i see i i know we've seen it of late and i know there are certain pundits out there that are throwing gas on those fires because it serves their purpose but the World Health Organization didn't need to suddenly change course. The CDC, most certainly under the intense scrutiny they're dealing with, with a lot of people in Washington who just, Washington being Washington, are taking the attitude, I don't give a shit whether any of this is true or not. You're making us look bad. But yet, Walensky herself releases, uh, gee, it, it certainly appears natural immunity works better than the inoculations. And of course, we discussed last week the NCAA thing. So it's like some, it's like, God, you, you effing people know something, you oh, know, yeah. something that's even bigger than what we know. Now we may never find out. It's kind of like Las Vegas. We never may never find out completely what the hell the whole backstory was. Right. But it's, it's like, God, the dam is just bursting seams all over the place and there's water coming through in too many places for them to plug it. Something, something big is, is forthcoming. And in, in parallel with that, too, is, and, and it, it does matter, it may not have a direct correlation, but it's this situation we talked about last week about someone is trying to take out the British royal family. And they tried to take out Andrew to yep. do it. Yep. And the, the royal family in their own side, I mean, dear God, the queen has basically said, I've got to preserve the royal family by any means necessary. Yeah, you she, know, she, I'll, they I'll publicly cut Andrew. I'll, I'll publicly execute Andrew tomorrow if that's what I have to do to protect 100%. the royal family. But, but we all, you know, what's in, again, the media, it's, it's leaking out more and more. Now, all of a sudden, well, we here in the media have known for some time, yeah, I bet you did, that uh, there were even more extensive connections between Bill Clinton and uh, Andrew. Really, you don't say, oh, look, we've got all new witnesses coming out of the woodwork. And, you know, all these people are involved in offshore banking. All of these people are involved in laundering. As we've said many times, the Clintons are not just the Clintons. It's not Bill and Hillary sitting on these uh, and throne chairs making various decisions. They're involved with a ton of really nasty people. And those nasty people are now at risk for a number of reasons. So, yeah, it's... Yep. It's amusing on the one hand, but on the other, we're all the people that are going to be affected by what they do to <laughs> the, uh, the global economy. So, you know, that's that's why we're here at Rogue is we're trying to make sure that we can we can look on the horizon and say, God, I think the following is coming down the road. But, yeah, I, I agree with you v, in many in many respects. And I, I think it's going to get even more interesting in the days to come. And we may, you know, and again, as I often say, watch for the head fake folks. I mean, you, we may literally see something coming out that says uh, uh, Andrew has firsthand knowledge of, of space aliens visiting the Earth. And it's like, OK, that immediately means I've got to now go check the oil industry news website because that's that's an attempt to distract us from something even bigger. 
100%. you know so what what the hell's going on there and i was I, not i was not touching a young lady i was in fact it was a palladian from the palladian galaxies yes yes folks, aliens are real it was actually an alien disguised as a female human therefore i am no longer a pedophile right. well and he's uh it, there was an article i saw the other day that that somebody had had it's kind of funny if you think about it because evidently nobody had done it somebody got a hold of the black book a reporter in the United Kingdom who, who in the article that was out on Western media, I think, and they just picked up the phone and they called Andrew <laughs> and the number's still working. Hello, you've reached Andrew. I'm not available right now. And so they left a message for him saying, Hey, we found this phone number in the black book. Care to comment? <laughs> <laughs> They're still waiting for him to get back to them. Oh but my God. It's okay. Now it's everyone around him. You know, and it's 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 a very old formula, folks. I mean, you've you've got a lot of powerful people around the world who are not going to allow themselves to be exposed by this shit. Yeah. So it's like Andrew is not in danger from prosecution. Andrew's in danger from really nasty people who don't want this to become public. And then the other thing is, how much damage do you cause to the Clintons? And by causing damage to the Clintons, how much damage do you cause to the people who've contributed to their foundation and where that money is going? And the list goes on. But again, there's a couple of folks who said Mike Moore among them. We start getting into June and July. It's it's really going to start leaking out. We're, we're going to see media uh, heads of various media companies resigning without comment. We're probably going to see some senior executives resign without comment. Um, those those events may be definitely related to these things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just a few th- things just real quick i think you you have to also take into consideration in terms of the amount of of money print money printing that took place you know during during covid oh yeah uh, you know so you're you're talking basically another uh, a way of avoiding financial collapse so i believe that like alone I, i'm just having an article brought up real quick i said congress has approved some 4.5 trillion dollars in total aid spending gosh guys that's a boatload of money that's being printed you know being printed and going forward, I don't think there's the bandwidth and the appetite for that anymore. I think they're going to have a huge struggle to warrant that type, that t- massive type of spending bills, especially when everything that they're doing is not working. So I think they had no choice but to pivot to something different. They're like, okay, now what what can we use next to get Congress to get them to 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 green light passing these massive trillion dollar bills to keep things going? So. I think that's what they're leaning towards, maybe amplifying some of the uh, global warming events that are taking place. I see there was a, an earthquake in Japan uh, just just today. Uh, we also had that. They said it was a major uh, eruption under the sea somewhere that you guys saw that tidal wave, the tsunami that was created. Um, so I think they'll amplify that global warming message in in hopes that 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 could convey and 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 then turn into more money printing through you know, not only here in the United States, but around the world. So I think that's maybe one reason why they're pivoting. I don't think there's the traction or the appetite anymore for more money printing under COVID. Um, in regards to um, the pedophile thing, I, guys, that's that's going to be upon years upon years. Some, one conversation that really stuck with me uh, was, um, gosh darn it, who, who was the former Breitbart? Um, what's his name? That was always uh, very vocal and out there, not uh, he was the editor in chief of, of um, Andrew. 
um, the uh, he was he was on um, he was on uh, uh, Info Wars and everything. Gosh, yeah, we we talked What's about him name? on a prior show. I forget that guy's name. Gosh darn it! He's it's funny because he was so popular there for a while. He's he's gay, very vocal about being gay. And oh, Milo, 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 Milo. Milo. Right. So one yeah. one of the conversations that Milo had was the fact that, and it may have been with with Rogan somewhere that. You know, the one of the th- tendencies that got him to where he was was the fact that he was sexually abused as a child, as 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 young, and, and I and I start to think, and I'm not saying that the be- that behavior becomes conditioned, but then I start to think of the thousands of kids as young kids, okay, that were sexually abused by priests, by these these college professors every everything that's taking place and 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 the likelihood of their future and them becoming pedophiles themselves or something else like that that's i I think that i think i think it's a very deep conversation in regards to you know how to combat that and 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 how to to change it i also think you have to take a look culturally also because I think that we see the impact isn't what religion is it that they married girls as young as 12 years old and, and all that. It's, uh, well, that's the, the <clears throat> FLDS folks. Some so, of the folks out, out in Utah and stuff. So, so I, I think that there's some, some things you have to take a look at, but it's a big conversation. And then, and then last but not least also that was revealed last week was the fact that uh, no other person himself, but Alan Dershowitz, while he was uh, Trump's attorney through the, uh, attempt to impeach him actually uh, lobbied uh, Trump uh, to preemptively uh, go ahead and to pardon uh, Ghislaine Maxwell uh, after he was speaking with 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 her family. And it's kind of odd, you know. You remember those the, that press conference when you know Trump was asked about Giselle, and he said, "Well, you know, I didn't really say a whole lot. I was like I just wish her well. I just wish her well." Right. <laughs> So I, I don't know. I think the whole Epstein thing, I think there's way too many big players, big names in, involved with that to really evolve into, in, into much, much more. Um, uh, because, again, it, the, the tentacles go so far and deep and so wide. Um, I, 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 I'd, I'd hope maybe someone will crack. Maybe someone will and, and come forth and everything. But my gosh, it's, it's, it's an uphill battle. I mean, when they can cover basically the amount of information that they did in regards to how Epstein was basically killed and they can cover all that in a, in a federal prison. Um, and mind you, I think it was a federal prison. Right. It wasn't a state prison and they can cover up the security cameras going down. Both guards were asleep and he decides to hang himself. You know, I mean, they can cover up a lot. It's just, it's just crazy. That's, that's well, it for me. Yeah, the only thing like missing was the nail gun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's favorite, the nail gun. Well, it's like what I said about, about the blackmail with the uh, U.S. Olympic Committee. You yeah. know, the blackmail with Nasser has ended. Blackmail in general has not. And, and you're absolutely right. It's, it's uh, so the Zeller brothers over on Frank's uh, show, and quite frankly, talk about that all the time, that you're going to get a couple of people. You're not going to get all of them. And there's going to be other things that happen behind the scenes you're never going to hear about. People who basically, to quote from The Godfather, aren't around anymore. But it's like it's a it's a slow progressive process. But yeah, a lot of what was going on with Epstein more now than ever appears to be an attempt to reshape a number of things politically and, and major power players. Nobody's trying to take out England, but somebody is definitely trying to take out the royal family. And hurting the royal family, as we know, gets you close to the London Corporation. That's all. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Vela's great show today, buddy. 
Great show. Thank you for being on. And uh, this will be blasted and posted everywhere. Siege, thank you for joining us. We've got Harley Schlanger next, so keep it locked and loaded. We'll be right back. All right, gentlemen, take care. Good stuff, guys.